I'm just gonna ping ping up a few people in. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Leslie, you're welcome to come up. Uh, Leslie is actually on LinkedIn. Thank you so much uh, for being here, and thank you so much, Dr. J, for being here also. Uh, I really, really appreciate this very, very much. It's always so nice to see you. Always so great to, you know, have these conversations with you. I learn so much on a day-to-day -day basis. So thank you for that. And uh, I wanted to actually quickly give you guys a give you guys a heads up on this show. So my name is Jason. Uh, you know, this is the Brand Identity Design Podcast. And we are currently doing uh, the series called as The Dark Side of Entrepreneurship. And uh, we would be discussing something very interesting uh, today, but it's about entrepreneurship and mental health. And uh, while, uh, you know, my, my guests and, and the audience who are listening are in the process of inviting their friends and other entrepreneurs to this space, to this live show, which we are streaming on LinkedIn as well as on Clubhouse, I'm actually going to share a quick, uh, you know, research and facts about entrepreneurship and mental health, something which I was able to curate. Uh, you know, before we start the show. So first thing first, you know, as you guys know, entrepreneurship, you know, it's, it's, it's something really magical according to me because it does create jobs. Uh, it pulls economic uh, economy out of recession. It introduces new and innovative products and services. Problem solves a lot of things. It creates prosperity in general. Now, life of the entrepreneur is actually very taxing <laughs> in a very unimaginable ways because they have to bootstrap their business, raise capital. Uh, the income is inconsistent. Okay, they have to take care of their family, friends, you know, whoever is uh, related, even employees as well. Establish a good brand and online presence simultaneously. They have to build a dependable team, grow and scale. And being a visionary, having that mindset is not, you know, just enough because, uh, you know, sometimes you actually don't prioritize your mental health in the process. And that's one of the reasons I decided to actually do this show, you know, with Dr. J. So according to a study from UC Berkeley, uh, you know, they say that a whooping 70, 72% uh, of entrepreneurs have some kind of mental health issues. And uh, they studied uh, around 30% had, you know, had a history of depression, 19% had ADHD, 12% had substance abuse, and 11% uh, reported having bipolar. Now, health... Okay, according to a research which I, an article which I went through recently, it stated that health is actually a hidden asset of every business because absenteeism causes, absenteeism caused by stress costs business around $2 billion globally. And wellness at work not only uh, has a role to play in improving your balance sheet, but it also uh, in lowering rates of mental health issues and promotes a healthier society. Now, about 80% of small businesses in the last two years, 80% of small businesses only last two years, 55% of businesses last for five years, and only 35% last for 10 years. These are basically st statistics on you know how long a business survives uh, in the market. Now, 2020 uh, saw a record increase in application of new businesses in the U.S. Uh, new applications for employee IDs in the U.S. reached 1.1 million 
through mid-September and 12% increase in the same period last year and it was most since 2007 according to the analysis of US uh, Census Bureau data by the Wall Street Journal. Now United States has been recognized as the world's most entrepreneurial country uh, according to the CEO World Magazine and the Entrepreneurship Index 2021 and while Germany and United Kingdom placed second and third respectively. So those are some quick facts, uh, you know, which I wanted to just share. And uh, I want to quickly go ahead with the topic of today's discussion, uh, the psychological price of entrepreneurship. Okay, and on this episode, we will discuss uh, the about the mental health concerns, which happens to be a hefty price entrepreneurs secretly pay while building their businesses as a part of the dark side of entrepreneurship series. Now, Dr. J has also been on my show before. Uh, season 1, episode 20. Uh, as you know, she's a brain psychologist. America's number one brain psychologist. Uh, we did a show called Rewiring Your Brain. So I would highly encourage you to listen to that uh, show because uh, Dr. J does speak about her journey, how she started to get into this space and what uh, you know fascinated her uh, about uh, you know getting into psychology and brain, uh, you know those kind of stuff. You know very interesting and mental health. So it was a very exciting show. I would highly encourage you to please listen to it. I will have it on the show notes once the podcast this up just in case if you miss it now dr Catherine jackson uh, i call her dr j uh, she's an entrepreneur a brain psychologist a founder of optimal neuroholistic services uh, also known as o and s uh, she's america's number one brain psychologist licensed clinical psychologist a board certified neurotherapist she has also written an amazing book which i highly highly recommend people to take uh, advantage of not advantage as in buy it and take advantage of it's called as the couch experience a guide to good therapy this is one stop shop for everything you need to know about mental health, uh, who to approach, when to approach, how to go about it, what happens, you know, if you don't understand things, everything is in there. It's like a holy Bible uh, when it comes to uh, mental health. So very, very awesome book. Please uh, read it if you do get time. I would highly encourage you to uh, get in touch with Dr. J if you'd like to get a copy. Uh, she's also been featured in Forbes, Oprah Magazine, The Huffington Post, Prevention Magazine, The Washington Post, CNN, and many, many other media sources. Uh, and Dr. J is a DEIJ expert, a clinical supervisor who is passionate about mental health. She helps people rewire their brain, mindset, habits so that they think and feel and communicate at their best. Now, before I actually I start with the question, uh, Dr. J, I have no idea what is DEIJ. Would you mind giving me a little heads up on what exactly this is? So the DEIJ is diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, and the J is um, for uh, justice um, too. Um, and then sometimes the the um, the E can stand for more than one thing, to, according to some people. But that's what they're what it typically is. And so usually when you're um, and in all all workplaces, maybe not some of the smaller entrepreneurial. Um, endeavors, but we 
you know, a lot of people have that um, focus on diversity and paying attention to the individual needs of people based on like race, religion, um, gender, and um, ability versus um, people who may have special needs and so on and so forth. So that's a little bit about the DEIJ. That is super cool, Dr. J. Thank you so much for making me aware of that. I was actually confused. I didn't know what that acronym meant. <laughs> so thank you. So yeah. <laughs> so Dr. J, uh, you know, let me actually, you know, go ahead with the questions. I know you guys are here for learning more about mental health and how these things work. How does it affect business owners? According to me, you know, entrepreneurship is one of the most stressful, daunting jobs uh, or profession or occupation whatever you want to call it you know somebody can take over it's not easy at all so let's let's actually understand what is mental health is mental health is it is it actually same as happiness or is it simply an absence of mental illness now there are many people geographically who actually listen to our shows and uh, it's possible that some of them don't really understand that they have a condition and they think it's normal. So could you break it down for people in different parts of the world so that they get a, a little synopsis of this mental health and why it is so important? So mental health is um, goes beyond just happiness, even though like, some happiness and joy can be in there. Um, and when we're feeling more balanced, right, uh, we're not always going to be happy, but that doesn't mean that we have a lack of um, mental health or that we even have mental illness um, per se. And so that's why I say it goes beyond just the regular, um, you know, just feeling happy. It is in there somewhere, but it doesn't always has to be present. And um, it's not just the absence of mental illness. Of course, you want to either not have a mental illness or have a mental um illness or a condition or diagnosis that that is well um, managed or um, sometimes for some people that's in remission so that maybe you had a certain condition and now it's been you know you've been doing well for so long that we don't even see the symptoms um, not unlike what we would see when we have like a physical condition so sometimes you know like you you may have known somebody or even just heard of the concept of having cancer, right? And some people have cancer. And um, a lot of times doctors, medical doctors don't say that they're cured. They'll say it's in remission. That means sometimes it can come back again. And it's a lot of the conditions with mental health can be true as well. It can be very similar. And so then uh, my definition, you know, everybody defines mental health slightly different. You know, you can have me here today. You might have another psychologist or therapist uh, here like a month later, and they may define it slightly different. But for me, mental health um, encompasses a great deal of different things like your emotional wellness, um, psychological well-being, and even your um, social functioning, because they're all a big part of who we are. And um, as a holistic practitioner, I look at it um, from a, a really big, broad view, even incorporating things like um, movement into how you feel and how that impacts your mental health and uh, nutrition and how that makes you feel and how that um, impacts your mental health and so on and so forth. So there's a great deal of things, but the overall gist of mental health 
is to feel nice and balanced where you're not um, too high because too high can come, come with its problems. Uh, and oftentimes when we're too high, when we come down, we crash really hard. And then um, mental health is not, you know, you don't want to be, you know, being balanced, you don't want to be too low either where you're just, you know, feeling like you're in a slump and you're not um, doing your worst. Now, I might say feeling too high is not uh, is not a good thing. <laughs> it's a bad thing all the time, right? We want to be, you know, you like those good days when you're really high. But uh, for, for us in the mental health field, sometimes when we're too high for too long, that signals some other mental health concerns because we're, we're like really just more on a manic uh, state. We're doing a lot. We're really high. We're doing, <laughs> we're feeling real good. And then we crash and then we don't uh, feel so good. And we have like really low lows. And so that's why I say uh, not too high, not, at least not for too long and forever. <laughs> not certain ways too, and not too low. We want that nice um, contentment and balance for our uh, mental health. Absolutely. So absolutely. I, I get that. You know, it has to be balanced so that, you know, you don't exhaust yourself with that energy and anything in moderation yeah. is actually good. Right. You know, don't go extreme. So I think it's really well said. It's an emotional balance. You know, it helps you to have a nice social functioning, helps you to feel good. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, feel relaxed. Uh, mm -hmm. Take conscious and calculated decisions, not, uh, you know, not because of stress, anxiety, or depression, or something of that sort. You know those things. So yes. I appreciate you explaining this. I, I I read this nice quote by Aristotle. Uh, it states that no great mind has ever existed without a touch of madness. Okay, now that, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of you know brings me to the next question. Why do you think you know so many entrepreneurs uh, suffer from mental health issues, and uh, what is the reason why you think they are hesitant to talk about it? Although I do see a lot of people do show up and speak on it. Okay. But I don't think the volume is still that high enough. Now I'm not saying that everybody has to come up and speak on it, but you know, I think by sharing it helps according to me personally. So do you think a stigma still exists even after so much content and so many people speaking on this <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, when you were asking about why you know like entrepreneurs don't um that why are they not why are they not speaking on the men their mental health as much it's because um within mental health it's still such a big stigma period it's not just among the mental health of entrepreneurs is period, right? And so if we have a stigma with mental health globally, generally, <laughs> just period in everyday life, naturally it also shows up in the life of entrepreneurs. Um, and I believe a lot of the issues for mental health is because for most of us, I don't, I don't know how many people you know, Jason, who have uh let's see like multiple people working with them for them with their companies yes they do exist for some entrepreneurs but for most entrepreneurs we work alone and if we're lucky we may have an assistant to help us too but the but the group is really small and so that means there is a lot of work 
placed on one person or a handful of people to make big missions and big goals happen. And so I believe that's a big part of uh, why we see so much mental health. Oh, so many- I, I think what you're trying to say, because you are at a leadership level, if the leader is weak or has issues, what's going to happen to the employees? Do you mean that's one of the reasons why that stigma is happening? Well, that- that's a good that's a good one as well but what i was saying is like a lot of the a lot of business owners a lot of entrepreneurs they're solopreneurs and they may if they're lucky or if they're blessed they may have an assistant but because there's if you're operating just you or just you and an assistant that's a lot of work to be done for your business or for your entrepreneurial endeavors that falls on one or few people. And of course there are big companies. There are some companies, you know, that have multiple employees and of course what you then what you said goes into play, right? That if the mental health of your of the person at the top is not good, it's going to affect the whole team. And I don't care if that team is 10 people or 100 people, if that person who's at the top who makes the who calls the shots and makes all the decisions, if they're not doing well, then it will impact all their employees. But what my point was that a lot of businesses are, they're smaller. They don't have a lot of people. And so a lot of work falls on just one or two people. And so entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs get um, overwhelmed. It can be really lonely because you don't have um, enough people doing it with you. Um, unfortunately, I I have some coaches and I have business besties and business buddies that I meet with on a regular basis to help me um, kind of offset the loneliness of being um, in a in a business that's that's small right now. And I pray that it gets bigger. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it will. It will. Yes. And so I do those kind of things as a protective measure because it can be really lonely running a business on my own. And I do have a really good assistant. She is amazing, too. But it's just a lot of work to be done that's only amongst the two of us. And the bulk of the work falls on me. So it, I know that it can lead to loneliness and to feeling more depressed or feeling like I'm never doing well. So like, like I'm always failing or, um, you know, you might have a really great month, one month, and then the next month it's almost like you're not doing anything. So it's financial strains that are, uh, wrapped up in there. There's so many different things that can impact the mental health of entrepreneurs. I totally agree. Entrepreneurship, you, I, you know, as you said, Dr. G, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut mm-hmm. you. Where you no, no, no. You go ahead. I'm going to say it after you. I'll say this part after you. Yeah, I was going to agree to you that, you know, it's the most loneliest, uh, you know, kind of work I personally have experienced. I hardly am able to meet anyone like socially when I'm working. You know, it's like nonstop grind. Uh, I, I don't remember uh, when I would have taken a vacation, a break in between. Oh, no. Not that I, okay, it's not that I'm, I don't 
enjoy what I do. I really have fun mm-hmm. with my work, you know. And podcasting is kind of a way how I do, you know, take my breaks in between. So you mm-hmm. can say that I, I, you know, get to interact with more and more people. So I know entrepreneurs are overwhelmed, especially when you're working alone or maybe just with one assistant, you know, who might be a VA, trying to sort it out. But you would be wearing a lot of hats. Uh, the money in the initial phase would be. kind of low i guess when you're starting up and it requires a lot of dedication persistence for you to reach uh, a place uh, where in your business would be a little more sustainable but that grind and and the reason i'm saying this is because if you go on youtube today and if you just put mindset if you put success you will find a billion videos speaking on this but on none of those videos they would kind of highlight about mental health and it's important that you know you draw a line and ensure that you know you don't go overboard uh, when it comes to the grind you need to ensure that you keep it balanced would you agree uh, dr j i mean i, I think yes. you also said the same thing yeah balance is so key it's key it's but it's easier said than done <laughs> it's one of those things that like yeah we need balance but how do we get the balance right um how do you you set it up and i think and it might be hard for some entrepreneurs um in the beginning but i think when you set it up in initially it goes much smoother um there's a saying that it's better to um it's easier to kind of like change something later than to have to fix it down the the line so if you start with some some form of balance and some structure and um and setting some parameters like this is where i work so let's say you're an entrepreneur works from home this is where i work right for me this is where i work i'm at, i'm literally sitting in my office where i see patients like i'm sitting at the desk talking with you but the rest of my house is is my home i don't i set that boundary if it's if there's work to be done it happens in here if there's no work to be done It, then it happens outside of here. If I just want to relax, if I just want to be, I do all of that stuff outside of here. <laughs> um outside of this office. And so that's one way for me to keep the balance. And then I wanted to address something that you said earlier, um Jason, when you said why do entrepreneurs not talk about it? So I didn't even touch that. Yeah. Question. Mhm. So, I have a lot of theories and I'm sure people that so have some thoughts on this too cuz I'm sure my theory is not the only theory and if we combine them all we probably got a big reason why, right? Um one of the things reasons why I feel like some entrepreneurs don't talk about openly about um their mental health or how they're feeling is because I'm just going to put this out here and put it out here raw. I feel like a lot of people who are entrepreneurs are out here fronting <laughs> so they're faking the funk kind of and um and they're lying they're making it seem like everything is so great and so golden all the time when it is not true when you're in business for yourself and you're an entrepreneur it comes with its highs and its lows we have to get we entrepreneurs have to get into the habit of sharing not only the wins but talk about the things that are a challenge if we talk about the challenge we we make it more acceptable for other people to talk about their challenges within their um mental health space as it relates to being a business owner and an entrepreneur we also normalize the fact that challenges come up 
And if we start to talk about it, you just may be able to find a network of people that you can talk to, and then you can reduce some of that loneliness because now you feel a sense of connection because it's not just me. I'm not the only one failing. Everybody's posting all their wins and they're just killing it in the game, you know, and I'm not doing X, Y, Z. Everybody in any business, even big businesses that we all love, we all patronize, we all, you know, uh, want to throw all our money um, to, even they have highs and lows. So of course the same would happen with entrepreneurs who are running like their own business. Which I, is I, on a small I, I agree, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm just wondering. So Dr. J C when you are actually in the process of building up your business, so maybe it's not very successful. So entrepreneurs are very hesitant when it's not scaling up or when it's not yielding the results. Yeah. Okay. So during that time People personally try to avoid a social setting because they don't want to speak about it because that kind of affects them a little bit, you know, in a, in an, I don't know how to say this, but I, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. I used to, I, av- do. I used to well. avoid social settings purely because I didn't want to keep on explaining it again and again that guys, it takes time. You know, it, it is, I can't be an overnight success, you know, I'm building it up and sometimes some ideas work and sometimes some ideas don't work. Okay, and and the constant, uh, uh, you know, notion of you keeping on re-explaining, trying to convince the opposite person I'm on the right path. So what do you think about that? You know, how how would that work out, you know, when, when we try interacting and meeting and greeting? I'm not saying that I'm against the idea, okay? I'm completely with you. You are supposed to do it. But what would be a right way of doing it without it having any sort of effect in your brain and your mental health I, it's going to have some kind of effect whenever we open ourselves up and are vulnerable it's always going to have some kind of effect right? um and when we put ourselves out there we are we're kind of i'm trying to get the right word here but we're kind of just seen. And if we get a reaction back from somebody that is less than what we want, then we know this is not the person really to talk to about. I'm with you on some on some level with posting um, information, uh, especially in the beginning. But I think it's kind of like when you said that, that you didn't want to say something to some people sometimes, I thought that was a shame because what you said after that about it takes time to build up, it, um, you try some things and some things work and some things don't work and on and on that happens for every business, every business, every business starts off small as a concept. Even the biggest businesses that we know about, they started off as something small until it took off. And so I think it's a shame that newer entrepreneurs would have to feel like they can't say anything because people are going to be judging them. Uh, and feeling like, oh, you're doing this, and then this didn't work, and and on and on. And so um, one of my answers to your question is sometimes if you don't, you know, you want to shy away from talking too too publicly to people about different things that are going on, um, you can can do, you know, do that, but find some people, get a mentor, um, have a support, like maybe your mentor is somebody who does something similar, and even if it's not similar, but they've already been in the entrepreneurial 
in the in the entrepreneurial game for a while, so they've already been through a lot of the ups and downs that you're probably going to face. Or get with some other like-minded um, people who maybe who are um, starting out as well in their businesses so that you have a group of people that you're talking to. Or in, in that group could be one. <laughs> it could just be you and one other person if that's all you know, you're able to find. One is better than uh, nothing. But when you know, one of the sayings when I was growing up is is if you you know, you you get you get more when you're saying something. If nobody knows that you're going through something, then nobody can help you. It's just trying to find the right people to say something about, so that you can get that support that you may need. I also think you know so much falls on entrepreneurs. You, if we outsource or delegate, that could help uh, with a lot of different things to curtail, you know, the uh, mental health issues that might be developed among um, entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love that. So, so, so some of the ways how you can take care of your mental health, as you said, is outsourcing. That means delegating your work to somebody else who can do so that some of the workload gets reduced. And uh, seeking professional help, that's one. Uh, you also spoke about, you know, being a part of a support group and having that group kind of discussion. Is there any other ways how you can take care of mental health other than that? Yeah. Um, those are, like, really great, especially um, the group and and the when needed. When, when things are just getting too far, I can't stress the professional support enough. And so when I say professional support, some people may think of like professional support and getting, you know, people to create your flyers and do all that kind of stuff. That stuff is great. That's the delegating um, kind of things that I was uh, mentioning. But the professional support that I'm talking about is um, working with uh, a coach or working with a um, therapist. If, if you find that your mental health is really being impacted by um, being an entrepreneur and it's starting to just really take a toll on you, you don't want to start to feel a certain way. And you also, and as you start to feel a certain way, you don't want your business to start to fail too. So reach out for that support if you need it. It's not, it's not being weak to, to get the professional help so that you're strong enough to run your business and to live your life um, to its fullest. Totally agree. Did I jump in on this conversation? Uh, yes, Mario, you can, but not right now. Uh, I would recommend sure. you to park this question. We will start up the Q&A in about 15 minutes. Great, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Thank you so much, Thomas and Mario and Leslie, who is on LinkedIn, listening to this conversation. I also want to acknowledge uh, Stacy, Chica, Carolyn, Homos, Homo Sapien, okay, <laughs> who is on Clubhouse. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for your love and support. So we are actually live streaming, guys. So and, and please remember, if you do speak, remember this conversation is recorded and it's actually going to go on to a podcast. So you would uh, be a part of my podcast. So you're giving me consent, you know, whenever you speak. So just letting you know. So, Dr. J, you know, I, I want to quickly go ahead and ask you my next question. Now, imagine... You are at the initial stage and you're just trying to get a hold and an understanding of what this mental health is. So are there any sort of self-assessment or screening tools which companies or business owners can initially take uh, before actually looking for support or, you know, just, just to see if they 
uh, you know, they need it or no. So would you recommend any websites or any sort of testing screening tools, uh, you know, which they can take? I'm sorry about the background. It's actually raining quite profoundly here in India. So. <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> and you're saying assessment um, and screening tools for mental health specifically for yeah. entrepreneurs? Yeah, entrepreneurs. Yeah, entrepreneurs specifically because that's kind of the theme of the show. But let's say, uh, you know, let's say entrepreneurs are also people. So let's say if anybody, employees or entrepreneurs, or if people want to self-assess, okay, just to mm -hmm. see, you know, uh, do they really need help? Is that something, some sort of websites or resources you can uh, refer to? I know your book is a great, uh, you know, read to get an idea. Okay, other than that. Dr. J? Uh, I don't know of any, like, per se, most of the, the assessments and tools that I know of, they're, they're ones that you would complete with a mental health professional, and you would get a full battery workup of tests um, for, like, a neuropsych or, or a psychological uh, test to identify what's going on. And then um, at the end of that, you would walk away with a bunch of um, recommendations and things like to intervene with what's going on. But so I don't know of any specific to entrepreneurs or even self-assessments uh, beyond that, only because I'm so steeped in the, uh, the actual assessments that are um, given for people. But I know there's lots of different things just online. If you do a general like internet search where you can, if you think that you're feeling uh, anxious or you're not feeling quite like yourself or you're feeling more depressed or something like that, where like, like you see them all the time. They're on um, social media, online, all kinds of stuff. If you did just a, a general, like a really just basic general um, internet search, you could pop up with something like that. And then just to see where you fall on just a typical self-assessment screening. And if you see that, if there are con concern on a, on a really, you know, just a general self-assessment um, type of a of a um, screening. You, then I would say follow it up with more um, formal um, testing. It doesn't even have to be very drawn out, but just some formal testing to make sure that whatever popped up on the self-assessment or the screening that you that you actually meet the criteria for those different things. I I would stay away from. Uh, yeah, me too. I would stay, I would stay away telling from people it. to self-diagnose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of free tools out there, and because it's free, I have my doubts. You know, if they are going to be reasonable when it comes to the reports, yeah. I would actually, you know, hire or get in not hire but get in touch with a professional and ask them to evaluate it. And you guys would know, you know, what would be the best direction to head because uh, you have, you know done countless amount of case studies you have lots of lots of examples to refer to and even research material to understand you know what could be a potential reason why so and so is happening so yeah. so i you know that actually kind of you know drives me to my next question but now, you know what else jason yeah, yeah what's that? we are we are a big culture at least here in the u.s of self assess you know self-diagnosing oh yeah on. you mean to say that before you reach a professional you'll be like i know what my diagnosis is i need just help yes. with this oh and before people think that they have you know they do some online self-assessment that'll tell them that they have like the 
the biggest and hardest to treat uh, diagnoses, it would be, you know, that's why I say follow up with somebody if you do one to make sure that you actually fall within those parameters. But because this culture is big on, <laughs> on that. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I just had to say that. Part. No, you know, I, I'm with you 100%. We call them Google doctors. Okay, they do their assessment and they come yes. and they're like, you know, guys, I need a surgery. <laughs> and the doctor is like, what? <laughs> so anyways, I want to actually move on to the next thing. My next question is, uh, Dr. J. So you reached out to support, uh, be it coaches, mental health professionals. What to do if the support does not help? I'm not saying it's because of the person who's giving you support. What if, if you feel that it's not working out for me. I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm being served here. It's you know, something is wrong. What to do in that case? This is so, uh, such a broad question because it really, to, to effectively answer it would really, um, you would really need to know what the person did. Like what, what was the support that they reached out for? So, if your support, and because the answer will be different depending on what support you you tried to, to go for. So if you reached out or you tried to create a support network of like-minded people, other business owners, other entrepreneurs, and that didn't work out, you could simply, you know, walk away from it. You don't have to continue to interact with or network network with people who they're not good for you. It's not working out. You're not getting what you need from it. Um, but that answer would be different if the support was the professional support. And so if you reached out for professional support in any way, um, especially this type of professional support that I was uh, mentioning, like with having a coach or a therapist or something like that, you definitely would want to, you don't want to abandon it because you still need that support, but you will want to look for somebody where it's a better fit for you. Or even if the person, like you said, the person could be great, it could have been fine, but it's just not working for you. It's not meeting your needs. And so then you want to look for somebody else who will meet your needs and you can get everything that you're looking for within that support. And so I guess the answer is the same for both. If that support is like a network of other business owners or just a support group to help you through, um, you know, entrepreneurship, which can be a lonely thing sometimes. So sometimes even just having some people to talk your woes through who also understand those woes. But if you're not getting that kind of support, if that, if that network of people tends to be you know, like they're getting their, like they're talking about their business all the time, but you're never getting to talk about your experiences with your business. And it's not the group for you. There's, there are a group of people who would be out there. It just takes time and finding those people. And so the same is true. Sometimes you might get with a therapist and it, they might be great, but it just doesn't work for you. And so you want to look for somebody else. I just say, don't abandon either one. So if you need a support system of like-minded business um, owners, or if you need a support system of professional uh, people like like coaches or therapists or anything else, if that's something that you need and it doesn't work out, don't abandon it. If the first one doesn't work out, keep trying. <laughs> yeah, keep trying because eventually you will figure it out. I'm with you, Dr. J. Yeah, I know it's a yeah. hard question. And I... you'll, find, you'll, you'll find your crew. 
eventually. <laughs> you will find your crew eventually. I'm not really a big fan of medications, Dr. J. So I was wondering if somebody has a mental health condition, do all of them require to take medications? Nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Are- I had to ask you that. I just wanted to be sure. Yeah, there are lots of people who, like you, are not a fan of medication. And so they'll try other things first. Um, One of the things is some of the brain-based services that I provide, um, like neurofeedback is a non-medication way of treating a a multitude of different um, conditions. Excuse me. And so especially with kids, a lot of parents will bring their kids in and they don't want them to be on medication. So they'll try that. Um, They'll try that intervention instead. And there are a bunch of other ones. I'm just mentioning the one uh, thing. And, And neurofeedback will work well with medications for some people. And for some people, it'll help them to re-regulate their brainwave activity, but then they don't have to take any medication. So it really depends on the person and the symptoms and on and on. But not all, not all things have to be treated with medication. I think, at least here in the U.S., sometimes people want the medication because it's sometimes that's quicker, or um, sometimes for them it might seem a little easier, at least at first, to have the medication so that that medication is enacting in different places on their brain to um, to make the different connections that the brain maybe aren't making, or to increase different activity within the brain that might be too low. Uh, And for some things that are too high, it'll reduce it depending on what the medication is. And sometimes it's easier for people to start with the medication as they are learning techniques to help them to be able to manage whatever is going on with themselves on their own. And so then they'll slowly start to come off the medication. But you definitely do not have to have medication for everything. But if you're not going to have medication and your symptoms are moderate to high, you definitely will have to put in the work to make sure and be consistent with putting in the work um, to make sure that you're reducing those symptoms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. J, I must tell you that you have a lovely profile picture, which we made a flyer for. This is absolutely stunning. I wonder who made this. <laughs> <laughs> this picture, okay, your picture, I'm just saying, uh, you know, it looks super, super cool. So I just wanted to highlight that. Okay, so let's actually take a break, guys. I'm going to play a song for two minutes so that, you know, we can have a sip of water. And uh, I just have two more questions and then we can start with Q&A from the audience. I appreciate appreciate this very very much guys let me hit the button for the song
Okay. Okay, so my next question, okay, Dr. J, being an entrepreneur, I do this, you know, one-on-one conversation just with myself. Okay, now, I found that some of some people, some of my friends say that's really weird, but I've been talking to myself for quite some time. So is this normal, first of all? And as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, or as an individual, is talking to yourself healthy? Yes, I think it's normal. And I feel like most people actually talk uh, to themselves. <laughs> They're either to work things through or to um, deliver some kind of message to ourselves. And it's completely normal. It's not indicative of any mental health condition. Um, it would be something else <laughs> and not self-talk uh, when it's turned into um, a mental health condition. Um, and it's a normal part of our, just our development, the way that the brain develops, especially um, as it relates to, to um, um, language and, um, and fill in some form of different types of mastery. Um, the only thing is that when we do self-talk, we want to make sure that we're feeding ourselves and doing things that will promote positivity. <laughs> positive well-being, right? <laughs> so we want a positive self-talk because a lot of times, especially with patients that I work with, it's really evident that the self-talk that they have is self-defeating. They're coming down on themselves. They're beating themselves up. But positive self-talk can help us to improve like our outlook on life. It helps to improve how you feel about yourself um, and your situations. It can have really long-term positive um, effects on our mental well-being and brain development. And um, it just improves the quality of the day. Just think about like when you wake up in the morning, you have a positive thought <laughs> versus like a negative thought. It seems like it colors the whole day. Um, not that you couldn't pull it back in at some point, but what we say to ourselves, it really, really matters. And especially when we're talking about being an entrepreneur, you really want to feed into, you know, feed positive things into yourself and be one of your own biggest uh, cheerleaders. Um, and even when things are going wrong, it helps to offset those difficult days of being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Absolutely. The positive self-talk, uh, you know, is really helpful. I, I agree. Negativity, you know, it's just does not vibe with me personally. So thank you so much for sharing that. I just wanted to ask you that question. Now, I have an important question which I like to ask you, and this would be my last question before we start Q&A. Uh, is there a stigma for seeking support from mental health professionals who disclose their own mental illness? I want to make sure I understand this one. So if mm -hmm. you, Jason, yeah. are seeking um, uh, help from a mental health professional who has um, publicly shared that they have their own mental health yeah. condition. Yes. Um, I, yeah. I want to say yes. The short answer, it could be stigma related to that. But for a lot of people, having that commonality or having uh, knowing that somebody, the person that you're going to has also gone through what something similar or what you've gone through, some people enjoy that. So, um it really just depends. There's just stigma all over the place. But the more until until we talk about mental health more, like um, whenever we go through something physical, it seems like 
everybody will just talk about it sometimes too much. Like, I don't want to know this many details about somebody's physical health sometimes. <laughs> but we don't do the same thing with mental health. And until that becomes pretty equal, we're always going to have some level of stigma. And so for those mental health professionals who disclose their own mental um, health conditions, you know, they may not be for some people. Some people may not like that. To be honest, we all go through something. Even if it's not on a diagnosable level, we all go through something. It's a part of being human. And so if you have, if somebody shies away from that when a when a mental health professional shares that and they don't want to work with them, that's their prerogative. Um, and that might work out best for the for that professional because I don't want to work with somebody who is judging me because I have something that I go through and have overcome. I think it, I would think it would be difficult for somebody who is still going through something where they don't have it well managed. Um, if they are still in the throes of going through a mental health condition, I would find, think that it might be hard for them to actually help uh, patients through anything. You you have to kind of have gone through and have your own stuff um, kind of managed or it can show up in some um in some ways when you're trying to help somebody else um, through it too. Uh, but none of us are perfect. We're all walking and, and going through different things at different times. Um, I know my own patients have uh, appreciated when I've talked about some challenges in my life, uh, not mental health diagnoses uh, per se, but just different challenges uh, when I do self-disclose uh, for their benefit when they're going through something. Um, I won't just be in sessions just talking about myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dr. J, I mean, if you ask me, I feel that everyone on who exists on Earth is dealing with some or the other problem. We are not alone. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Tiffany keeps saying the same thing on her show, uh, you know, on her radio show, Moments of Clarity with Tiffany. She says, uh, you know, we all dealing with something. It might as well we embrace yeah. it. And... And and if a professional is actually upfront, I would really admire the person's honesty, first of all. Second, it makes the person very relatable. That means you get yeah. what I'm trying to say, right? Because you, you, you kind of experience the same stuff and uh, it's more human and I, I think you should embrace it. And I, I would encourage more and more people. Uh, to come up and speak about uh, some of the stuff, you know, which they are dealing with. You don't have to be publicly open about it. You can just speak to True. a professional. And uh, I mean, when I actually spoke to Tiffany, uh, maybe a few months back when she said that I also have somebody I speak with about my condition, uh, about my mental health, I was like, you need somebody for yourself so i mean i didn't understand it from the beginning like you know when Same, she was jason i publicly say that i i'm a therapist who has a therapist and uh -huh. even if it's nothing hard like a hard diagnosis a hard diagnosis like a like i fit the criteria for this particular diagnosis i enjoy having somebody that i can talk to and talk through things who's going to be unbiased and to make sure that it is a, a healthy part of keeping my own um wellness in check so that I can more efficiently work with patients who are going through something. And I love how you said like you would, you personally would like hearing that they've gone through something too and hearing how they went through it. Um, we have to get to the point where we're talking about it more, where it is more normalized and we can just 
you know, like it, we're at the water cooler talking about we had this surgery. <laughs> we're at the water cooler and we're talking about, you know, different challenges that we have have. We're still a ways off on some of it, but we have made some progress over the years with breaking down stigma. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to start Q&A, guys, right now. Uh, people on Clubhouse, I mean, I have invited uh, some of you to join on stage. Uh, if you have not received my notification, feel free to raise your hand. I will be happy to bring you up. I already have a few guests, a uh, few speakers, actually, on LinkedIn uh, since we are live streaming on both platforms. So I want to welcome Leslie, Thomas, and Mario. Mario, thank you so much for your patience. Even you, Thomas, and even you, Leslie. So, Leslie, I don't, I am not sure if you're available. If you're available... <coughs> Uh, I, you know, please uh, ask a question or is there anything you'd like to contribute? Thank you, Jason. And thank you, Dr. J. Uh, it was such a, um, an uplifting um, and insightful conversation today. Um, the questions you. you presented, Jason, and your answers, Dr. J, was just spot on. And I, I, I'm the cheerleader clapping and just um, supporting that people in the functional or we say holistic realm, I'm a practitioner. So I'm a practitioner speaking into brain gut health um, and really taking a deep dive with helping people as to why they might have mental brain fog fatigue. Um, and I think it is so important to bring that into the wheelhouse, to bring in all of the stressors at home and especially kids, what they all went through and what we all went through just resetting ourselves. So, so thank you very much. And um, I was just curious because I know in my practice, um, people that come see me, they, um, they're trying to reset and shift gears with um, having that mental brain uh, fog and fatigue and getting them on a healthier game plan, staying away from the processed foods, um, and, and also just their, their whole uh, journey with their, say, careers have shifted. Um, and they're not going into the office as much. And that is really a big change, especially if you're a people person. So I was just yeah. wondering, Dr. J, have you seen a lot of people in that realm struggling with that? And thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Leslie. And this is a great question. Um, yes, especially at the beginning of the pandemic around the lockdown, I saw like numbers went up um, quite a bit with people coming in and People were having a hard time, like you said, who were people pe people and who loved being around people had a really hard time with things that were going on. Um, as we've opened up a little bit, I've seen a little less of it, but the remnants of, of 2020, and um, which is still continuing now in 2022, they're still going on. We're still seeing uh, different effects of it, of how to be, and uh, and people really needing help in that. Um, brain gut connection that you work on is so needed because of, I think we're really thrown off on different things that we're putting in our bodies and um, and not realizing how that connects, you know, with all the other functioning and it's showing up so much within our gut um, functioning. I hope I answered that question. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Awesome. Leslie, do you have a follow-up question before we move on to Thomas? No, I, I'd like everybody to have space today because I'm sure a lot of people have questions. So thank you, Jason. Absolutely. So nice to see you, Leslie. Thank you so much. Thomas, welcome once again back. <laughs> Do you have a question? Is there anything you'd like to contribute? Uh, sure. Um, thank you, Jason. 
Um, and uh, I, I like that question from Leslie as well. Um, Dr. Catherine, uh, my name's Thomas. Uh, I live in Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne's the was regarded or is regarded as the lockdown capital of the world. Uh, we were locked down for 271 days um, during the COVID period. So, um, you know, it's it's not easy for anyone, but I guess uh, when you're a people person you're uh, and you're not allowed to go and get a coffee um, in your home uh, coffee shop, it's uh you know it's quite uh it's quite difficult but that aside um the world is opening up and australia is opening up um and a lot of countries are opening up but i guess um i just wanted to say in your earlier uh your earlier um talking i think um you mentioned one one thing and and i think authenticity is uh is a key, um, and I've found that um, you know talking to different people, and it, it not necessarily professional people, but it could be people in a social setting. That if you are reasonably authentic, then you get that authenticity back, and you get so much more valuable um, discourse. And um, but my main question to you is around the, the topic uh, today or this morning, it's it's 2.27 a.m. So excuse me if I sound a bit tired, but um, I'll just ask this question. And that is, do you believe the reason why there's a psychological price of entrepreneurship? Um, because an entrepreneur needs to be a little bit different they need to break more rules maybe they need to cross more boundaries they need to um be a little bit abnormal in a sense um to be able to break through with their own transformation um i'm not sure if if uh i'm making sense but i'm, I'm what i'm trying to ask is is that a legitimate question I think I understand what you're saying. You're saying um, you're, and you can you can let me know if I'm wrong. But um, it sounds like you're saying that some of the psychological costs for entrepreneurs is because they have to be. I'm going to use your words like a little a little bit more and saying they got to be outside the box. They got to be a little bit more extreme. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um... You know, they have to push the boundaries. They have to take more risks. They have to be more courageous, that sort of thing. I think that could be a part of it because you definitely have to think outside the box. You're, you're, you are pushing some boundaries. You're going, at, at least here in the U.S., I'm not sure what it's like there um, in India, uh, Jason, but we go to school, and, and Tiffany could can speak to this. We go to school, and we're... We are educated highly and well and um, trained, but all we're tra really trained for is to work for another company. And so when you, just the very nature of running your own company and being an entrepreneur is outside the box in and of itself. And so it takes a certain level 
of uh, behavior. It takes a certain level of of um, thought or a different kind of thought to even move from that model um, here in the U.S. to be able to do something. And we are going against a, a different odds, right? Because we are trained, at yep. least here in the U.S., to, to go to school, get get your degree and go work for another company. So I think what you're saying, it, it, it probably is a part of it as well. Some of the tax or the... Um, the price of entrepreneurship is is because you have to do something that is different and at least here you know in this country it's different from what we're taught to so it takes a a whole different level of of who you are and your being just to do that i hope that answers your question exactly exactly (laughs) no i i i totally agree what you're saying uh it's it's pretty much the same in australia i mean i had 12 years of um you know I guess you'd say private school education, which is a conservative education, single sex school. Um, you know, uh, you were taught in a conservative way and you then go to university, you know, if you, if you're intelligent enough, I guess you get a degree, you become a lawyer or an accountant or a doctor. Um, and then if you want to suddenly, not become a lawyer or an accountant or a doctor um you have to change and and the price of changing is you know it is is a bit of a price yeah it comes at a price it it takes a, a different level of thinking and it takes different behaviors and and like jason had mentioned earlier about like how he didn't want to say certain things to certain people and and in different settings because of of what people would say back it it comes with a certain level of scrutiny and while um, some of us may have cheerleaders in our corner I know my parents are my biggest cheerleaders um, they're always in my corner for whatever wild idea I'm coming up with <laughs> and uh, but some of us don't have that or we have very few and we may have more naysayers and people who are looking for us to fail than uh, people who are expecting us to succeed. And so it does come with something different. I, I, I really appreciate this whole question and this whole um, thought because it, it points out a whole other side of entrepreneurship. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas, for that question. And I appreciate Dr. J. Lovely answer. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thomas, do you have a follow-up question before we move on to Mario? Uh, no, no. I just really appreciate your uh, your uh, ideas and thoughts and um, commentary, um, Dr. Catherine. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely uh, look up your book uh, here in Australia, see if it's available and uh, and give it a read. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure if it's half as good as what words you've said uh, this evening, then uh, I'm sure I'll find it very uh, interesting. So thank you. Thank you. And thank if, you. Uh, people who are in other countries, you can get a copy from Amazon, which ships all over <laughs> the world. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'll contribute to Mr. Bezos's uh, income. <laughs> I, I would I would prefer if you get it straight from me because I signed the copy and I would give you other things with it, but the, the <laughs> shipping is feasible. No, <laughs> no, no problem, mate. No problem. Thank you. 
Awesome, awesome. So just in case if you guys are looking for the book, it's called as The Couch Experience, A Guide to Good Therapy. Uh, you should be able to find uh, the link to Dr. J's website on the notes. Uh, and if you're on Clubhouse, I would be pinning Dr. J's website very soon. So stay tuned. So part, the podcast show notes will have everything. I want to quickly acknowledge Mario. So I, I have not actually met you. So this is the first time. Thank you so much for joining the Brand Identity Design Podcast. Uh, just in case if you're not aware, the show gets live streamed every Wednesday at 12 East Coast uh, time zone. And uh, we interview entrepreneurs and different guests. And we have uh, interesting topics which we chat about. So thank you so much for being here. Do you have a question or is there anything you'd like to contribute to this conversation i want to thank everybody first and foremost uh, uh yourself jason and uh, i didn't catch the doctor's first name uh it's actually on the show title dr Catherine jackson <laughs> oh i can't see it i'm on my phone <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's cut off it's cut off <laughs> but um for thomas i have i have a friend and partner in melbourne thomas that might be able to be of assistance to you he is a wonderful person we're connected here on linkedin his name is Stephen. so with two o's and he is a wonderful partner of mine in melbourne australia Oh, that's a small world, uh, Mario. Um, certainly. Uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to share that with you since you're over yeah. there. Um, sure. Real quick. So, uh, so it be. So it be. <laughs> um, I don't know if I really have a question for, for the doctor. I really want to say everything that you've shared with us thus far is, in my opinion, it's really common sense. The challenge that I find, again, being an entrepreneur my entire life, um, and I'm in my mid-40s, and I started my first company when I was 12, uh, sold it at 14 for a substantial profit. <laughs> but with that being said, the trials and tribulations that I'm noticing, especially over the last two years, uh, that are enlightening in some respects, are very simple. I've come up with a concept where I call it the human capital factor, right? And the concept is very simple. We have to get back to basics as human beings, like the doctor was mentioning earlier, and Jason, you as well, and Leslie and Thomas uh, also mentioned this. I, I shared this with my team this morning because I do a team call every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time in the U.S. And it's very simple. I tell them, remember when we were kids? And they say, yeah. I said, do you remember your mom and dad telling you to go outside and play nice and make friends? And most of them say, yeah, I do. I said, well, when did that change when we became adults? And they all pause. <laughs> and then I tell them it didn't change. So go out there, play nice and make friends. <laughs> That's it. I wish it was that simple, though. Like Jesse, like what you just said, it a lot of it is common sense. Unfortunately, common sense is not always that common, <laughs> and so we have to remind <laughs> of some of these things that we just should kind of know. Even that whole thing that you just said with just go out and make friends. Everybody doesn't play well together, <laughs> and that oh, is that's true. true. Yeah, business true. owners, I mean, entrepreneurs. Some people don't. They don't want to take their ball and keep it to themselves. <laughs> <and all. laughs> I agree. So my solution to that challenge is very simple. 
I tell all my people, because I run seven different companies and they're three of them are global. Okay. I've, at the end of the day, I tell them real simple. I said, go out there and just play nice, build relationships. Okay. Don't try to sell product and service, build relationships. That's the core foundation of our business and our ethos. We're relationship driven, not product or service sales driven. Hey, Mario, yes. can I ask you? Can I? Sure. Sorry to interrupt. Um, 100%, I agree with what Mario just said. I mean, my my current job is not, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm a, well, I was going to say I'm a normal person, but if I said that, that means Mario would be abnormal. So I won't say that. <laughs> so, I've been called worse things. I've been called worse things. <laughs> so that's all right, Mario, but I, I guess you've got a sense of humor, so I can say that. But my uh, my current position is a relationship manager in a in a large insurance company in which is in the ASX which is the Australian Stock Exchange and okay. I I find that's my passion that's my passion is is relationships so my passion is a little boy playing in the schoolyard and and throwing the ball not holding it like um Dr. Catherine mentioned some people want to hold the ball and not play, but you know, it's, um, yeah, I, I guess if you want to get down to simplicity, it's about, um, yeah, going in the, in the schoolyard or in, in this, in your, um, example, Mario, and actually playing the ball or, or playing with the ball, or, but, 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 but throwing the ball and letting other people catch it. Yeah. I'll share this with you, with the, with the groups here. Uh, I don't know who I can only see five people on LinkedIn. I don't know who I'm, how many people are on the call or on, on the group. And I'll, and I'll back off because I don't want to take too much time. I want to be respectful. Um, the one thing that my team has told me and shared with me over the, the last two years, especially uh, globally, They've they've shared this with me and they, they've changed my moniker of the CEO aspect. You know, I'm a founder, president, and CEO of multiple different entities, but they've taken the CEO aspect and changed it from chief executive officer to chief engagement officer. And I love it because that's exactly what I do every day. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. And anybody who wants to connect with me, please do. Um, I'm always available. Um, I don't log into LinkedIn very often, but I do respond to messages personally, and uh, I appreciate everybody. Thank you, and uh, I'm going to stay on here as long as you guys are here. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Mario. I appreciate that very, very much. I want to welcome my close friend, Tiffany. Thank you for being here. So great to see you. So uh, welcome. So she's on actually on Clubhouse, just in case if you're wondering on LinkedIn. <laughs> so Tiffany, if you're there, please flash your mic. Awesome, awesome. So, do you, do you, is there anything you like to contribute? And I know you have a lot of things to contribute. Uh, do you want to ask Dr. J a question? Feel free. Hi, um, hi, Dr. J. Hi, Jason. Uh, everybody, lovely. Hi. And Melissa, everyone. Um, I'm Tiffany Warner. I host the Moments of Clarity with Tiffany live radio show. That just, by the way, thanks to many of you. Um, placed as a finalist in the top 10 
of three different categories of the People's Choice Podcast Awards. And we found out this Sunday. So. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little difficult to hear you. You're having a difficult time hearing me? Yeah, you're really muffled anyway. for some reason. Oh, I don't know. Let me I, I can hear you. This happened before. Yeah. But it's a thing with um sometimes with hold on with um. We can hear you now, Tiffany. I think it's okay. Oh, okay. Um, as long as it's not anyway. So what I was um talking with Catherine's flashing her uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, see, guys, you know, you have no idea. Being on the top 10 finalists in three categories, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. Go ahead. Yeah. Can you hear me on speaker better? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Is this better? Yeah. Yeah. Back and forth. So anyway, um, there. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that Mario's one yeah. comment, you know, really crashed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are good. Now. Thank you. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, anyway, okay. But um, I was listening this entire time, and of course, Dr. J has been on my radio show a couple times, a few times, and her night agree on many platforms of mental health and are very similar in entrepreneurship and having to be a risk taker and putting ourselves out, um, especially as licensed mental health counselors or therapists or psychotherapists or uh, doctors or hairdressers, um, to be able to be authentic. Um, I'm one of those people that you guys were, you all were talking about earlier that is very authentic and not afraid to tell people that I am a therapist that sees a therapist. I think every healthy adult should. Um, I'm also a therapist that it's okay with taking medication if needed. Um, and that's my own personal thing. I do it too. Um, and, but there's no magic pill. That's it. It's hard to put in the comments that, and no therapist, unless I was just, gypped out of it um has been given a magic wand as well so um we have to do the work on our own mental health with medication if it's if you choose to but with through talk therapy or whatever method is is appropriate because within this pandemic that and what thomas was saying about almost 300 days or 270 270 something days of lockdown and not be able to go to a coffee shop in your own town um a lot of mental health issues came out with covid because of all the lockdown and um, entrepreneurships blossomed because of lockdown because of the internet because of things because of people having all of that spare time unfortunately and fortunately to um to be creative so there's a lot of people I interviewed on my show, on my radio show that like musicians and um, celebrity musicians and things that were coming up with new albums and new records and new videos because of the lockdown. 
um, and other people becoming able to write books and follow other dreams that would lead to a different form of entrepreneurship or different creativity because of the pandemic. But then there's other mental health issues that came within that pandemic, like substance abuse and alcoholism and things like that, which we relate to as the epidemic within the pandemic as well that has come through because of all these changes that were so dramatic and drastic within a small two years, two to three years. But anyway, so Dr. J, I guess uh, more contribution than question, but um, as I guess, um, I already know the answer to this, but have, <laughs> um, what extra things do you give with your book when we order it straight from your website? Oh, you get um, you get samples of some of my other products. Um, I provide a bookmark. I know a bookmark seems like no big deal because I know I am the queen of putting a piece of paper in my book <laughs> to hold my spot. I, I like it personally. <laughs> But my bookmark actually has some tips for um, for mental health on the bookmark too. So the guy who came on earlier was talking about some of the stuff that's common sense. Well, you can keep some stuff right there in your face. I love that, by the way. That made me laugh out loud when you said <laughs> not everyone, <laughs> not common for everyone. Yeah. I, I literally <laughs> laughed out loud. I think that my question is so all over the place because throughout this whole interview with you, so many dynamic points and so many strong questions from the audience have come up where I felt, oh yeah, I'm going to ask this when Jason asks me to speak or to ask a question. Oh, I'm going to talk about this or I'm going to talk about this. There's so many things brought up from mental health and to health and wellness, to the pandemic, to being an entrepreneur, to socializing with adults, to everything. I'm like, oh yeah, on point, on point. Like, I'm going to ask about that. Then, no, that, that, that just, I don't know. What a great conversation this has been. And thank you for having that platform, Jason. Thank you for your time, Dr. J. You guys are two of my favorite people. So um, if my question just seems skewed off, I don't know. It's because there's been so many important and wonderful topics brought up by Mario and Leslie and Thomas and Jason. I don't know, everybody. So Anyway, um, I'll think of something and contribute, but I I, pr I actually purchased Dr. J's book and her um, it comes with bookmark. And um, if you get those, the kit, you get cards that I've used for running groups too. Um, if you want to talk about that, okay. I, I love it. And I've used yeah. it in my own practice. I have several different wellness card decks and you can use them therapeutically for professionals who are coaches and Um, and therapists, but you can also use them individually. Um, during the pandemic, some people were using them and I was, I was promoting them this way too, because the wait lists were really long for some therapists. And so some people would use the cards to explore their well-being. And by the time they actually connected with a therapist, they had already done some of that self-reflective work and then could pick up and go deeper with their therapist too. So um, it has multiple purposes um, and um, people can use it in different ways, even though like Tiffany, a lot of therapists uh, use them um, for groups or in their individual sessions. 
Um, and I use other people's cards too, include, and I use my own cards too. So I don't want you guys to think like I made these cards and I don't support anybody else's too, <laughs> but I do. I use other people's too. And those cards come in handy uh, for me when I'm with different individuals um, in sessions. And I will be doing a, um, a workshop in September where I'll be using some of some of the cards too, like you said, Tiffany, in a group. I've never used my own cards in a group, um, but I want to call you out on that. We had a clubhouse room, and <laughs> oh, you right. ran a group which introduced me to the cards. Yeah, and you had um, all of us answer some of the questions, which were thought provoking because we were doing a marathon to yeah. raise money for this yeah. fundraiser Same. i actually yeah. had covid at the time and i was that was there because i was isolated and you guys were like aren't you just too sick to be here i'm like i have nothing else to do because <laughs> i was on lockdown and quarantined but yes you have used them and um yeah i see it, it'll take when, when when you're like oh i suck i haven't done this i haven't done that a friend will always pull your coattail and be like, nope, <laughs> you've already done this. Thanks, Tiffany. I forgot. It was impressive, and I don't forget. And I, I happen to like just remember a lot. So I don't know. So the cards are very mind-provoking. You can do the questions that are on them, like not just to have somebody else answer them, but sometimes would be healthy for us to just self-analyze ourselves. Yes. As well. Yes, that's what I use cards for. My own and um, and um, some that I have just bought over the years too, I use them for myself as well. So they have, card decks have a, multi, a, a multiple, a multitude, <laughs> that's the right word, a multitude of different benefits. So, um, and um, I don't know, Jason, if, if we can, I can, send you a code for your audience if anybody would like to purchase the card decks or uh anything i, I would recommend everybody to pay full price because i think okay she there you go yeah. there no you cards, go we're no gonna leave we're gonna, we're gonna jason has spoken <laughs> yeah you know it, it's so amazing to always have you here dr j because you bring such interesting uh you know conversations and so much insights you know, being a brain psychologist and, uh, you know, your understanding of the human brain and how we think, especially the last episode, uh, which we did on season one, rewiring your brain is been so phenomenal, including even this one. So I just want to personally uh, commend you on your expertise and, uh, and your book as well. Not that, you know, guys, I want you to understand we're not just bro marketing, you know, just trying to sell the book. <laughs> the book is actually good. You know, please go through it. And I'm positive. <laughs> you, I'm positive. You know, you will see a sizable difference. In fact, you know, I even donated this book to a few people. So anyways, you know, Dr. J, is there is there any sort of event, any upcoming promotions which are going on? Uh, which you want people to be aware of? Um, later this month, I will be speaking at the, uh, I, I believe it's called Rethinking Church Strategies. A big part of things that I do outside of one-on-one and group therapy with patients is uh, speaking, which is why I'm here today with Jason, but also um, I like to make the connection and bridge the gap and reduce the stigma that exists uh, with mental health 
with churches. Um, I believe that at least in the black community, since I'm black, I'm going to just speak from that community. Um, churches will be an integral part of changing the narrative and, um, and the view of mental health. And so I do that. And so I have a big uh, conference. I'll be um, talking about uh, trauma-informed mental health in the church, and that is on August 20th. And for a private event in September, I'm doing uh, workshops to help people uh, rewrite their story around poverty. And we will be having a lot of fun with several different uh, dates and uh, lots of different activities that will help people to rewire their brains and get unstuck who live in poverty. Thank you so much for Could that. Could I ask a question? I'm sorry, Jason. Yeah, yeah. no problem, Mario. Please go ahead. For, for Dr. J, when you do your speaking events, and especially in the church communities, um, I'd be interested to speak with you offline to possibly assist you in putting something together. Uh, I'm in the Jacksonville, Florida area. I would love to have a conversation with you about putting something together for this region. Oh, perfect. And so um, say your name, your first name again. It's Mario. Mario. So I thought, okay, I just didn't want to say something else. And so Mario, <laughs> if, you, oh my, if you could send me a DM on Instagram and we'll start the connection there and we'll take it off Instagram, but that's the easiest and quickest way to, to make the initial connection. Great. I appreciate it. Okay, perfect. I look forward to talking with you. Yeah. And Mario, this is Tiffany Werner, Dr. Jackson. Dr. J and yourself and I are all in Florida. I'm in Tampa and Dr. J is oh, in wow. West Palm, I think. And um, you're in Jacksonville. So we we're should all, all connect. Florida. Absolutely. Yeah. That's no, I'm in Illinois. You always think that I'm Yeah, there yeah. You. She's in Illinois, <laughs> Tiffany. I'm in Illinois, Tiffany. Oh, man. Yeah. But when I'm in Florida, I'm going to come and we're going to hang out at the beach. <laughs> I, for some reason, uh, I'll give credit that. where credit's due. Tiffany, your guys' speeches okay, so, are way better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, um, Mario, hey, you and I are in Florida together, so we should connect and do something in Florida. Forget about Dr. J. She's in Illinois. No. Um, I don't know why I always do that, Dr. J, because I know her personally, and I still do that. So weird. <laughs> yeah, I think you want, you're trying to will me there. You're trying to get me to move there. Start my it business. would not be a bad thing for me. I mean, maybe it's just tied to dreams of manifesting my friends closer to me. I don't know, but I don't know. I always picture your practice down in there. I, I, I know why I do it. I have another friend that has a, a, ther uh, a therapy practice. Um, and she's in West Palm and, and it's along the same line. So I think it's just kind of correlates in my head and my brain, but, and it's, we're still kind of the same time zone, but actually you're an hour behind me. And I do know that. Central time. Yeah. Central time. Yeah. Or still, I, I know that, but I still think West Palm for some reason, West Palm Beach, but yes. Um, you're, you're manifesting, you're manifesting Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. I'm dreaming. I don't know. But Mario, you're right. Uh, we have better beaches. <laughs> Clear water. <laughs> we, we also need to connect, Tiffany. I would definitely enjoy having a more in-depth offline conversation with you as well. Tiffany, good. if you it's want a good like beach, you go up to Australia. The Australian beach. Sorry. 
I'm just going to say, if you want a good beach, come to Australia, Tiffany, and I'll uh, shout you a uh, an ice cream. Okay, and a coffee Melbourne is or a crocodile. <laughs> no crocodiles in Australia. Not in the not 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 down south. I live down south, like like you do in Florida. But I live in Melbourne, and there's I know there's a Melbourne in Florida too. But my yes. Melbourne's in Victoria. Yeah, Melbourne is gorgeous. I have family out there, Thomas. Yeah. See, Mario can vouch for me, but I can't vouch for Mario because I don't know his surname, so I can't connect with him because he's Mario Mystery, Miss Mario H. Oh, my last name is Herfy. It's spelled H-E-R-F as in Frank, Y as in yellow. That's right. If you want to connect, uh, you, you, you can see my uh, surname, so I'll get you to connect with me, Mario. Outstanding. Outstanding. No problem. Lovely. I have, Do you guys uh, have Clubhouse? No. I don't even know what Clubhouse is. Never heard of it. I I know a Clubhouse. I play golf. and There's a Clubhouse at my golf course. (laughs) Is that what it is? Yeah, the the 19th hole is the best one, right? Yeah. Um. Anyone who plays golf, they can have a free game of golf in the second best course in Australia because I'm a member of it. So uh, the invitation's on to any of the people on this call. Yeah, appreciate Thomas it. really is a what is, <laughs> Guys, what is know, Clubhouse? I, 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 we have to. Okay, I think Dr. J does have a tight schedule today. In fact, you know, she was able to make it for our interview and spare this much time. I want to be respectful to her. Uh, I also see one uh, new speaker on stage, Don. So if you briefly have a question or a contribution, uh, you know, feel free to ask Dr. J. Uh, we will quickly wrap the show up after your question. Oh, hi. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm just kind of coming into the room at the end here. And it's my first time in this room and in this club. I just joined. Um, There's so many topics that you guys have discussed since I've been on that I could address. But I just wanted to uh, be clear about what the focus of the room is. I don't want to take anything off topic or whatever. So can you just give me a little reset as to what today's room is, what the intention is for so I can tailor my question? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as you see on the top, psychological price of entrepreneurship, mental health, uh, why it is important, and uh, why it's it's kind of too hard to recap the whole thing because we've been speaking for about 90 minutes. (laughs) So, so, uh, I mean, Don, if you want to make a contribution, feel free. You don't necessarily have to make a, you know, ask a question, and it's up to you, like... I will say that if you listen to the replay and you have any questions afterwards, you can reach out to Dr. J also. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's also another way how you can do this. Is, um, it's, well, I guess there's, there's so many different things kind of going on. Is a quick discussion or comment about the difficulty of being an entrepreneur, is that part of the conversation as well? Yeah. I'm a, okay. Um, Okay, I, I, I guess I'll just listen to the replay then because I'm uh, not really sure how to tailor my question at this point. So I will, I've enjoyed the room so far though, and I will listen to the replay. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Hey, Don, no. this is Tiffany. You're not far off. I was just saying that this interview with Dr. J has been phenomenally interesting, but covering so many topics that you could have just asked anything and it would have been right on point. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so you, I just didn't want Don to feel kind of, just yeah. Maybe she's stupid for like not feeling that she knew exactly the topic of the room. So the main point of the room is to talk about the mental health or the, 
the dark side of entrepreneurship, basically. This complete interview, since Dr. J is a psychotherapist, a psychologist, that it's gone through mental health, but it's gone through so many different topics. It's worth a re-listen for sure, even if you've listened to it the whole way, like myself. It's worth well, I think one of the reasons that I my ears perked up when I was in the room is when you were talking about mental health, because I'm a filmmaker and I just released my first feature film, which is an anthology of short films made by women about women shining a compassionate light on mental health. And I'm in, I'm distributing it in, independently. I'm trying to find my audience on my own. We don't have a big studio or a big distribution company behind us or anything like that. So I guess this room appealed to me, the, the title of the room, because, you know, I, I am trying to find ways to you know, get media, get press, do podcasts, radio shows, get the film out there. And just, I don't know if anybody in the room has any ideas or insights as to how to find the audience that's interested in watching a film about women's mental health and women's studies and women filmmakers. We're just trying to find our audience, if that makes sense. Yeah, before you answer uh, that, you know, Dr. J has to leave. So Dr. J, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, I know she has an appointment. <laughs> it's she's already yeah. started. So Tiffany is gonna you, help. You know, you to answer that question, Don. So, Doctor J, anything you want to say before uh, you know you leave? I want to say it's really nice being here. Thank you again, uh, Jason, for having me back a, uh, a second time and for your second season. Um, I remember the first season and how great things were, and you've made so many improvements. The music, the two platforms, it's all so much more uh, enriched, and it was it was pretty amazing even last year. So I just wanted to, um, to note that and to say uh, thank you for having me back. I really enjoyed the conversation and all the great comments and questions. Absolutely. You're going to be on season three also, just letting you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. You, didn't, you didn't really have a choice in that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear a question. I think, I've, I think, he's, I think he scheduled me too. And I'm like, I'm on when? <laughs> yeah, I, I have. I generally keep the, you know, towards the end of the slots for my friends, close friends specifically. So you will be receiving a notification from me very soon. I will look forward to this. It's not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> new interns here at the at the practice where I work. And so I'm going to go meet the new interns. But it has been really wonderful uh, being here with you guys. This, this 90 minutes went so quick. <laughs> so quick. Even at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. J. You take care of yourself. Okay. Stay in touch, okay? Yeah. Tiffany, how do we connect? Yeah, and before that, Mario, I just want to ensure that Don's question has been addressed. So, Tiffany, would you mind answering? That? I am so sorry. I am so sorry. So, Don, um, actually, I host a live radio show called Moments of Clarity with Tiffany that is mental health based. Um, it's ending the stigma on mental health, and it's been on almost eight years. Live radio, and then also streams live now on. Um, throughout the years now Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, Twitter about eight um, Facebook platforms and then streamed on all podcasts um, like iHeartRadio and TuneIn and Apple and Google and you can ask Siri or Alexa can I 
play me the last moments of clarity with Tiffany podcast episode and they will that kind of stuff. Um, I've had over 600 episodes anyway. So based on what you said, and I looked at your profile and your film, it would be, it would be great to have you as a guest to talk about, um, mental health and women with mental health and everything in your film, the wild heart entertainment. Oh, that would be great. Um, yeah, while, uh, Dawn at Wild Heart Entertainment is my email. There's so many ways to reach me through all the different social stuff and my links, but that would be awesome. Do you? We just released the film last Friday. Do you have any? Well, I guess we could take this offline, but yeah, I would let's take that, this offline but, off the yeah. show. But the best way, I, I guess, um, to reach me um, would be email. It's mocwithtiffany at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Instagram. I check that probably more than anything than Twitter. Or I don't check the clubhouse. And don't Mario, forget to mention my I'll name what is. on the email so that you know she responds to it. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. In the subject line, uh, mention Jason's show, please. But moc with Tiffany at gmail.com or on Instagram is moc with Tiffany. M-O-C-W-H. I'm on the A list of she accessing emails, so my my emails does get read. <laughs> <laughs> because they yes, and they filter, and um, there's a lot of them. So, um, in the subject line, just put Jason's there. And are you typing, Tiffany? I can hear those type. Are you typing? It's not me. Okay. Oh wow, Tiffany! It looks like we were already connected on Instagram, so I will message you there. Yay. I, I saw that we were already connected here, so we must have connected somehow with the mental health and the radio show throughout the eight years. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, I just want to quickly go ahead and wrap this up. I want to quickly uh, let you guys know about something which we are doing for a change. So, season three, I, I actually did a couple of back and forth A-B testing with LinkedIn audio and apparently... Apparently, this thing is not compatible if I have to actually do sound effects outside my equipment. So so what we are going to do is we would be hosting majority of the show from season three on LinkedIn only. Uh, and uh, we would not be doing it on Clubhouse. Not that I don't want to, but most of my guests for season three are actually from LinkedIn. So we want to make it accessible and easy for them. Okay, I also noticed another thing, the audio quality uh, on LinkedIn mobile is far better uh, in comparison to the desktop version. So, so guys, you know, maybe the quality which you are hearing right now, it may not be up to the mark, but when you hear the podcast, actually, you will find a sizable difference uh, in the output just because of the way I'm recording it. So that's one. So uh, there are a couple of ways how you can support me and in my mission. So I do this uh, podcast about entrepreneurship. So uh, it would be nice if you can just follow the show on Spotify, Google or Apple, whichever platform you're comfortable with. It's on Audible and even on Amazon Music, whichever platform sounds easy for you. Uh, give it a follow listen to some of the shows if you want to be a guest you know i have links uh you know as long as you're an entrepreneur you can talk about you know uh what you do what your mission is and we can speak on a specific topic it doesn't matter how big or small your following mm-hmm. is we can have you on the show 
and so that's one way how you can support me second way is by you know nominating more and more people to be a listener to the show so invite friends share it you know that really helps okay now i do have a giveaway i can give you access to two months of free linkedin premium uh, so if anybody is interested as long as you follow the show <laughs> you're a subscriber reach out to me i might be able to give you access to two months of free linkedin premium that's one so like a giveaway okay so to show my appreciation and love for you guys and uh, and other than that uh, you know if the audio you know equipments sound uh you know sound design production you know sound effects licensing music all those things does cost a lot of money and this is actually done outside of my business so if you want to support uh, there's always a donate link mentioned so you can paypal me any sort of money which will be used towards the show uh, that's another way how you can support and help us out so that's what i wanted to share thank you so much and tiffany do you have any closing remarks before we wrap this up Oh no, I didn't realize I was off mute. Great show, great interview, and um, thanks for the platform, Jason. Love. And I think that there was a lot of speakers that um, that had questions that would be great guests on your show. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, all the links are mentioned on the notes. Uh, if not on LinkedIn, if not on uh, Clubhouse, uh, you should be able to find it on the show notes uh, for the podcast itself. uh tomorrow uh, not tomorrow i'm sorry next week i'm going to be speaking to a mental health coach and uh, we would be speaking about uh, when to actually stick and when to quit uh, i'm talking about entrepreneurship so when to stick and when to quit we're going to be having that discussion with kirk patrick miller good friend of me and uh, tiffany uh, so exciting conversation and and the week after that i'm going to be actually interviewing a rapper from boston his name is boston boy geo on uh, august 24th and we're going to be speaking about the rap music business and uh, not entirely about rap music but uh, the business mindset you know what happens to a musician especially independent artists how they deal with stress what is uh, some of the stuff is they do to make this happen really insightful so i want to personally thank tiffany for introducing me to boston boy geo amazing artist i love his music yeah, yeah. so it's like wednesdays at noon at Eastern 12 Eastern Standard Time. So typically so yeah. today my show was actually live a little early just because of Dr. J's schedule. That's why I did half an hour early, but typically my shows are at 12 Eastern Standard Time. So that's about it. I'm just going to say thank you to Thomas, uh, Mario, I want to say thanks to Don, Dr. J, you Tiffany and all the other listeners who are actually listening to us. Uh we appreciate this very very much and I'm going to play the sound uh, not the sound the the soundtrack before we exit the show take care have a lovely morning evening afternoon good night wherever you are in the world thank you so much